And this, this is the absolute solution. It'll just be more of the, the same conditioning. Because bhakti is unique, like it's presenting, you know, presents the prasadam, you know. Prasadam is the alternate. Not just, not just veganism, but the prasadam is the alternative, yeah. Prabhupada used to have the meat in the fridge, sharing the meat in the fridge. See, it's true, you know, if you, if you, if you reflect on Srila Sridhar Maharaj, his nature, very difficult to have done that. It, it requires the Nichanandan nature. Not that he didn't have that. He did have that. So his help was, okay, let them at least come into a certain level and then I'll, I'll have them in front of me, those newcomers, the Westerners. But to live in the West with the flesh in the fridge, Shri Maharaj would have beaten the Indian man, the man, Indian man up with his stick. How you can claim to be an Indian man? <laughs> Seriously, he would have. And I would have been behind him going, beat him up some more. <laughs> beat him up some more. <laughs> anyway, that's, that type of beating is a transcendental benediction. It's not for newcomers, really, that type of rhetoric. <laughs> Only because he was from the Vedic background, you see. If he had been a Westerner, Maharaj would have tolerated, but he would have expected more from his countrymen. Looking for security in the realm of insecurity. Looking for reality in the realm of phenomena. But it is true that the, as the state of consciousness, there is, the, there is the, what's going on in the phenomena, but um, as the consciousness comes into being situated in, in the universal wave that will automatically establish a level of um, deep security for the jiva, even in the face of all these things. But still, you know, we are in the phenomena, so what goes on here has its impact. So we're always, you know, wanting, you know, our brothers and sisters to be safe and happy and progressive and in good spirit. Marge, I wanted to ask you a question in relation to fires and things that are right there. A lot of people are being really affected on the West Coast and like the air quality and all this stuff. So what would be the Vedic reason for like a giant catastrophes like that? I mean, 2020 has been like a super catastrophe kind of year. So would there be any, like, what would be the bhakti perspective on how to deal with, yeah, like we have friends that are most, you know, they're losing things or, you know, this type of traumas, you know, people are being traumatized. So what would, could you speak on that at all? How to approach stressful world events from the lens of a bhakti yogi? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, it's uh, the nature of uh, this material world. Um, you know, we, we have the um, threefold miseries that come from being here, Adi Atmik, Adi Atmika, Adi Baltika, Adi Daivaka. So this would fall into the category of uh, Adi Daivaka. For miseries from the body and the mental system, having inhabited, inhabited or being, inha- you know, embodied, um, as a spiritual being having a human experience. Then there is the Adi Baltika, miseries from other living entities, and then Adi Daivaka. So fires, earthquakes, these things are Adi Daivaka miseries that come 
is a result of God's goddesses international national karmic reaction even mother nature you know like because uh, in the in the um, east coast of Australia in their summer they also have similar events so it is these these climates and um, environments I think on some level naturally there is a cycle of the ecosystem has some process of regeneration there's the um the natural cycles of the ecosystem lightning causing fires and then there can be what we call adidivaka which is just reactions coming to us from you know exploitation from general exploitation and how how you know so there's the individual karmic play and then there's the national karmic play because to make sense of all these things, it's very difficult, you know, so we, we can't blame the divine ultimately. But at the same time, you know, um, there is, you know, the, the intelligence is given how to sustain, how to survive, how to, how to develop our economic systems in such a way that they're in harmony with nature. But sometimes that's not the case. Like modern systems are not always in harmony with nature, like our, our societal perspectives, views, you know, the petrocorp. So there's so many systems that are not so much in harmony. Yeah, so it, it's, yeah, to make sense is, is that there is, um, it's, it's, there's multi-dimensional facets to anything that's going on. But in the ultimate sense, it is true, you know, that we are living in an environment of, um, constant shift and change. So, you know, Srila Gavinamarad would often express we're between attachment and detachment because when death comes, that is detachment. That's the ultimate loss, the loss of body. So um, in many ways, you know, in my own experience, when I've suffered or been in hospital with typhoid or there's been some tragedy in the environment, it's, it's just another reminder to go within, to take advantage of the human form of life and to try to... Um, come into the spiritual state of consciousness, knowing that ultimately this realm is a place, it's a caravan park, and all sorts of crazy things happen in that caravan park. But the positive side of Vedic wisdom is that we, we have a real home that doesn't have birth, death, old age disease, an original home. So no doubt the homes that we're in, these worlds, these environments, we, we, we want to make them sattvic and stable, as best as we can. So it's, it is a navigation process, yeah. We're navigating to try and find the best environment by which we can evolve. But, you know, we always feel compassion and sadness when, when we're faced with all these different types of difficulties, definitely. But it is, it is a reminder to the understanding that it is temporary, this realm, this journey through this life. Our body is temporary, the things we acquire are temporary. We're, we're just passing through. Yeah, from, from contraction, it is true. Many people, when they suffer in many ways, it can accelerate the desire for expansion. You know, help me, Lord, help me. So indirectly, it um, can, can be a springboard for many people, the temporal nature of everything. Gurudev said this is happening in a cyclic way, not just pockets of, of um, 
action-reaction, but the, even the entire universe will be eventually wound up. It's, it's like the theme that we've been discussing, um, World War Three, let it be, World War Four, World War Five. So Adi, Adi Daivakan miseries are always going on, actually. But then, yeah, like, no doubt, navigate in such a way as to create the best possible harmony with nature, with the environment. But really the business of the soul is to try to evolve here. It is true that if, as, as, we, as we come more into harmony with the higher and we have leaders that establish a spiritually based community society, or if that's ushered in or that transformation comes, there will be inevitably less reaction that we're seeing in the environment as we come into a higher harmony. So, yeah, there's a lot to be done on the planet, definitely, a lot. There's lots to be done. This is why the, the masters were always in favour of not only the practice but the distribution to try and sort of bring other beings into higher harmony. You know, it, it's like the, the, is it a utopian idea to, to believe or feel, is it possible for wars to come to an end? If the human consciousness awakens, yes, of course. It's always possible. So higher harmony. Mm. So sometimes these things, depending on the case, are as a result of national or international karmic event. Like we had a big earthquake here in New Zealand, in South Island, in Christchurch. So the, these things are, you know, part of the natural play within this mind blend. Always, a, you know, like no doubt a sensitive subject for some because uh, people do try to make sense. Sometimes you'll see even, you know, Christians or God, godly people will think, why, why such a thing is happening? But ultimately, in some scientific way, transcendental science explains these things. So we, we don't pass it off as some mysterious anomaly that's just we don't know why. The fact is we do know why it's expressed. So we just have to adjust ourselves that in our own field we move in harmony, attempt harmony, we're, we're even within the chaos that's going on. That's all we can do, you see? We, we, we can rest in the security that if we're attempting our own development, that will be an impact for harmony in the disharmony. Mm. I, I want to elaborate the question a little bit. I'm wondering about people who are out of touch with God. And actually, I meet people who seem to be traumatized by the concept of God. And then, of course, you know, it's easy for me to switch into your higher power, nature, the universe. But they're extremely far away from, you know, from even uh, trying to think of, for example, someone like Krishna. And for me, it's so important to actually help out there with language, with, with love. That's where I feel it's actually even more important, mm. you know, to, to reestablish like if a faith without using those words, God and faith. Is there something you can help me out? Because I seem to have to do with people who need to, heal from some former 
doctrine or some way of mm. being conditioned about God what made them very uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, the because the, the, the term creator, if we're created by creator, then immediately you're establishing we have a we have to take a submissive position. We have to take a um a position of responsibility within that relationship. So that, you know, for those who are in rebellion to divinity. So it is true the Acharyas, different masters were aware of that within, you know, they were, were aware of the bias or prejudice or dogma or trauma that others had in relationship to these concepts. So it is true. You'll see even in the language we use, you know, um, connection to source, um, the all-absolute center, God is love, or even, because the word God is a title, isn't it? It's still quite abstract. What is the conception of God? But source, so even science, E equals MC squared, energy, divine energy. Um, so it always comes back to, it always comes back to the entity, you know, the, the particular individual being um, a little open, to the prospect of the source energy, all absolute center. I think I think in every case, intelligence is given to us on how to approach. There is there is an, an intelligence that will come. I'm wondering where how can I find compassionate language to towards this idea of Krishna. I don't know. It's still, it's such a gap. I feel like I, I, I feel like I often am in a position where I restore a little bit about like, I was, I, I help people maybe recognize that they do have a sort of faith and they call it nature or spirit and source. And mm. I feel like that's already happening, but I, I sometimes have to recognize also in myself, maybe I don't, that's a leap of faith for me to actually go further and, 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 and go and introduce these kind of ideas. Yeah. My question, my question is like, you're insightful and you have been in the past inspiring me to kind of look further within myself so I can, you know, express also better and help people out to, to lose, you know, lose some darkness or some ignorance. And that's what I, what I really love doing. Um, I mean, I feel that the call for, for that. Because there is the kaleidoscope of approach, just like some message came in, Chelsea was mentioning the divine goddess, the feminine aspect, because the supreme conception or the Krishna conception, it's often a, you know, those who have um, a reaction to the patriarchal Christian doctrine or sort of overemphasis to the masculine, we know from the Vedic perspective that the, the the supreme conception is a couple, Radha Krishna, the feminine masculine. But but ultimately, um, everywhere there is there is um, there is creation. So it's it's a level of intelligence. It's a level of um, being open to these conceptions. It is true, no doubt. Whatever way we refer to source, yeah, Brahmati, Paramatmati, Bhagavanati, Sabjate the effulgence, the localized divine within the heart, Bhagavan, Radha Krishna, Mahaprabhu, then we, we have to see 
that there's a little openness. And then, yeah, the language can be adjusted. Shun Maharaj was very expert at doing that. He, he knew that the audience, uh, even so for those who have, a, have an attraction to the impersonal, sometimes he wouldn't use the word Krishna, the Supreme Being. <laughs> he would go, the all-absolute loving center. Even Saraswati Thakur would do that. He would go, we are aspiring to connect in service to the all-loving absolute center. So the center of it all, which is sort of another way of expressing source, source energy. But the absolute loving center includes Brahmati, Paramatmati, Bhagavanati, Sabjati, both, both all three aspects. So there's, yeah, many ways, many ways. Okay, I think that really helped me out that you said that the teacher, the guru, was actually also very much using us. Mm. Um, okay, so that answered my question because I thought I felt like I am not being of service in the most straightforward way. I'm going with what they want to avoid, and I go with their avoidance. But I, I guess that's a service then uh, as well. And and sometimes establish their their already yeah. existing connection, even the, or, or just remind them of that. Yes, you yeah. see, you have it. You know, see, there you go. Yeah, whatever their conception, we don't uh, invalidate that okay. at all. Others, okay. Generally, we we um we honor their stance and validate their stance, but then establish the Vedic version if possible, mm-hmm. but in a loving way. Yeah, because it it is true, you know, that through the relationship, through the the gradual purification, the false construct that is built up over many lifetimes by the association, by the prasadam, by the association, that the heart will melt a little more, <laughs> become a little softer and then more open. So the all absolute loving center, and then the person goes, yes, yes, the center, source. It's, and then gradually the word Krishna will come. <laughs> Krishna. Oh, the center is Krishna. Yes, the center has a name. He's a person. It's like... Uh, I don't want to be lonely. I want to be in a relationship. So the, the prospect of another, prospect of another, but then the other is a person, must have a name, has a background, has a family. This is the Lord, you know. So, yeah, ways, uh, there, are, there are ways. Like you even see often I'll, pretty much in every satsang, I'll mention and express bhakti is not a conversion but an awakening of that which already exists. So it's a fact because many people will see, ah, oh, yeah, those, those people from the Vedic thought, followers of uh, Krishna or those in the Krishna consciousness movement or bhakti yogis or the Hare Krishna, they, they're trying to convert us, they say. No, they're not converting anybody. We're sharing an ancient wisdom, an eternal ancient wisdom, um, that is going to help reveal that which already exists within us, within our heart. Because I feel that people really vibe with, for example, I feel when I, when I start with some Vedic thought and I keep it out from India, Hindu gods, the color blue, and I keep it away from those things, there is more willingness to go forward. And, and, and so I just really needed that confirmation that that's an okay way to go on about it. Because oh, definitely. Like, yeah. I, really, I just really like so much how much you say that, you know, God is love, love is God, and just return to love, return to one's own nature. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, and so I, I, I really take that on and I find that very important. And when I try yeah. to st stare, you awesome. know, when I counsel with people or something in that way. Mm. So I always want to know, like, where are you? Are you? Where are you with that relationship? And some are open and then, yeah, I can just go for it. But most people feel that there's a lot of people are not ready for just That's chat and be happy. <laughs> and I want to be somebody who is actually daring to deal with them and stuff. But like, okay, so they're not ready. I feel, I see the little spark of readiness in them and I'm talking to that. Mm. You know, I, I feel like I get the people who, who, who need to reestablish a new system of faith. And I think mm. this offers that, that it offers this alternative to, yeah, to I, I believe make your so. own faith, make your own customized Please, mm. I, I love that so much, and you've been saying. You know, I'm, I'm I'm very open for that, even to the point of um, like it that the essential message of love has to be um expressed or should be expressed. We like to express. Um, if if the uniform and and the form has to be adjusted, so be it. You know, will you see uh, Keshav Maharaj in a Amani suit? In order to spread the glories of Nityananda Mahaprabhu, do you, do you think that I would adjust to that quickly? <laughs> Whatever it takes, because love is love, truth is truth, beauty is beauty. We we can't get caught up on the formality, because we know there are prejudice and bias. Even, even people say to me, "Are you a Hari Krishna?" And I go, "No, I've got nothing to do with that at all. What you perceive it to be." I said that once to a <laughs> a student of mine's sister, and then he went back to that. Friend of mine, Arjuna, and went. You mentioned to my sister that you're not a Hare Krishna, and I says, "No, I'm not," because that's a stereotype in that sense. I said, "Yes, I chant that particular mantra, <laughs> Maha Mantra." But what does that mean to be a Hare Krishna? I'm a person. I have a name. <laughs> so do you see? It, it's. So we don't want to be abstracted into some strange stereotype, especially. Some people have a very um, traumatized view of what it is to be Hare Krishna. So we're, we're yogis, bhakti yogis. We're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And we have had the privilege, no doubt, of coming into contact with Maha Mantra. But um, the, the, the Hare Krishna is God. I'm not God. I'm the aspiring to be the servant of. Hare Krishna is Radha Krishna. So I'm not Hare Krishna. <laughs> Hare Krishna is Hare Krishna. <laughs> I'm trying to be the servant of Hare Krishna, Radha Krishna. So, anyways, many things, but it's good to it's good to keep them on the toes, <laughs> the doubters, the skeptics, <laughs> those who um, who are in some ways just you know it, it's okay you know like love love accommodates all states perspectives. So we want to. Stay with the love and lovingly show the great potential within. So we're we're not con we're not converting anyone. Like, is that air you're breathing? <laughs> you're alive, sir. Madame, you're alive. You're breathing like I am. Bhakti is like breathing. But bhakti is like coming into the awareness that you're breathing. <laughs> I think I am breathing, yes. You're alive, you're breathing. Coming into Krishna consciousness is like learning that you're breathing, being aware that you're breathing.
this is also a good analogy <laughs> gets people to oh. <laughs> you're always connected with krishna uh, uh, conscious or not conscious source is always here there everywhere Hare i have krishna. a question yes can you hear me well i guess i can relate maybe to people that arati is talking with in the sense of like i know i believe in god i know i believe in love I believe God brought me to the Maha Mantra, yeah. but I'm still like very in the beginning stages of all this in the sense of like, yeah, I don't know if I believe God is a person. I just yeah. know what I've re experienced, which is like a glimpse of divine love. And yeah. um, so like, like, I don't know, maybe through me admitting this, um, we could get an example of it, but like, I don't, I still have doubts around this whole, like, I don't, I haven't studied the life and the history and the, all this. I'm more, I'm more of a bhakti and I don't even know, I mean, the only reason I relate to that word is because I know I bow to divine love. Like that's my, my truth. So whatever form or word it comes in, I'm like, okay, I relate with that. But I still feel doubts around it. And um, so like that part of me is a little bit, I guess, hesitant or has walls, but I'm just trying to meet where I can. And, meet, and yeah. oh yeah, I was going to say that I, in the sense of my bhakti devotional side or path, I feel like for me, no matter what text I am reading or what I'm looking at, that I'm um, trying to look for the quality of being and the gems and the, um, the, the, the nugget of what, you know, the quality, like the way, the intention. Mm. that there you know whether it's surrender or presence or whatever it is that someone's teaching through a text no matter if it's sanskrit or english or whatever mm. like to me that's my truth and then and then i i don't have that certainty that maybe some of you have in this group that is like yeah i know krishna is god because i don't and um mm. i i don't think I should force myself I think it needs to come as God meets me on my path and reveals what I need to know in each moment and um, mm. I, I like there's a part of me that's like yeah I want myself to believe and be all in and then that but I know that I can't force it and I can't I, I only can um, surrender to what is feeling totally true as each step of my own spiritual journey unfolds so in that sense i guess i can relate to like maybe the person who Arati would be talking to <laughs> in, the, in the sense yeah. of like krishna yeah. Yeah. Or like you know and like i've heard, i've only heard like a few stories mm. but i'm more enthralled with um someone's devotion or someone's mm -hmm. presence or someone's love or someone's um, qualities in the way they are that's perfect christianity in many ways in many ways what you've just expressed is the position of almost practically everybody this is a fact 
this is why um, you'll see me not going into many things, Krishna this and Radha that and Radha it's not relevant at this stage. You see, none of us have actually, like this is, this is the incredible thing, the, the bhakti prospect is the new prospect. Our, our previous acquaintance, according to Vedanta, with divinity is the effulgence of the Supreme, um, which is the Brahman, which is being, the being state and the Muktan Jivan state is what we've been acquainted with because that's where we've birthed from the, the effulgence, the Nirvana, sometimes known as the Brahma Jyoti. So our reference to divinity, this is why the, you could say more the impersonal state of what we perceive divinity to be or predominantly theistic conception is very much infused with that awareness or feeling, um, being, liberation, um, free, present, love. So in, in, that, in that state, yes, there is a love for all because that effulgence, that, that Brahma Jyoti is everywhere and in everything. And we are a part and parcel of that. We're a unit of that. So there's the gold mountain, uh, the, the, so the gold god, gold mountain, and the golden rays that go everywhere. So we're particles of that golden ray. So it is true that um, who's in front of us, that's what's relevant. <laughs> the conduits are those carrying that consciousness. The Paramatma Bhagavan conception, it comes later, it's true. See, it's spoken about in the Vedas. Krishna, Mahaprabhu, the higher, the Leela, Nam Rukun Leela. Uh, that gets revealed later, but Bhakti will attract you from the very beginning, inception, if you're a little open, like all of us. And it also contains that state, the Brahma Jyoti state, the liberation state, the being state, the present state, is also there in those great masters. And then they're, they're saying, remain uh, non-fixed. Be open to how love will show more, show more, show more. So in many ways, your very honest and candid expression is the position of us all. <laughs> so, because it's mostly conjecture. Conjecture. This is why you'll see those who start meditating on the top of the mountain. Oh, Krishna this, Krishna that. You don't know Krishna. Well, what do we know of Krishna? He's blue, he plays a flute, he has a peacock feather. Has that been revealed to you, sir, or madam? No, it's conjecture. Actually, it's a fact. And even the masters were very clear that it's there at full revelation. See, in some ways you expressed that the paramatma within your heart <laughs> expressed the very approach to the top of that mountain when, when, when it's appropriate, when it's necessary, that bhakti conception, full-blown, will be revealed as we're ready. It's your case, Micah, everyone's case. But what we feel coming through the heart of each other, that's tangible, that's real for us now. So know your station, know where you are, because it is true, something is present here as we speak um, and in our, each other's relationships, because we all have a hankering for divinity general, in a general sense. So love will reveal more and more and more and more. And so the Veda gives revelation. So it, it's an unfolding 
but generally it is it is a for most it's an intellectual presentation of what's beyond but it's not a reality for most it's true it still remains conjecture until so gyan vigyan gyan means the knowledge is revealed but it's not realized who is krishna the spiritual world and it may seem initially to be foreign that god is a person because the supreme or the all absolute loving center we've only known the impersonal aspect so hence you know bhakti mukti bhakti so bhakti is the beginning of of the revelation beyond the golden rays so there's the golden rays that aspect the present being state and then there's the golden mountain and then there's the king of the golden or the, the couple of the golden mountain <laughs> radha krishna so the divine is both divine feminine divine masculine but that comes later and so in some ways your meditation is not the divine couple it's it's what's in front of you in the journey toward bhakti toward your loving connection with the center but it it will come through revelation the maha mantra the sangha the association with shri guru all these things will come into a natural harmony yeah the the energy of creator is everywhere and when one comes into that state one can feel so this verse bahonam jamanam anti gyanavan man prapadyante vasudevam sabaramiti samahatma sadulava after many births and deaths one who is actually in knowledge of me who who is privileged with that awareness comes to understand that vasudev is the source of all vasudev conception is the divine love divine energies everywhere and you're a part of that so we we've glimpsed something of that that's true when we were children gurudev said that the the krishna conception general and then as as we continue on the great path there'll be more installment more revelation so all of us are told from the vedic version to be open to the unfolding revelation divine revelation mm. but where you are that's what's relevant it's true in some ways the sangha guru and the relationship with guru is in front of you that's what's relevant that's what's present that's what's going on because actually there are many even very seasoned practitioners seasoned and and we're talking even gurus who are proclaiming to be followers and in the path of bhakti your 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 question and what we've just discussed now is as relevant to them as it is to a newcomer this jumping they're thinking they're at the top of the mountain they can talk about radha krishna but it's it's not relevant it's yet to be revealed first let's let's love each other <laughs> let's be present in each other's presence and in the relationship let's be personal let's be kind let's because that that is that is the way by which the divine is is um coming to us otherwise we can it's all spiritual bypassing we're talking about the stories about this about that but where are we actually present where we are are we loving the expansions of the supreme also or are we you know i've got to do my service i'm too busy chanting i can't be dealing with you christina you know all this type of rhetoric nonsense you know you see so yeah anyways it's it's good great question great expression because um i often reflect with jayadev that that 
the the impersonal in the sense of the effulgence that sits closely to us initially in the pursuit pursuance of truth because that's our home so home and original so original home is coming so to be open that revelation galoka radha krishna but what we have what's relevant is right now right here what's in front of us our enlightenment is right here if if we're present <laughs> that's what's gonna so the noodles will be cooked now not later not in some idea of future mm. that the magic is here now this is what's this is what's relevant like why worry about the destination <laughs> with the, the journey <laughs> that the path what we're presently in is incredible amazing so the magic is here. Be here now. Be here now. Be present. It's all going on here. Because what comes later will also be here now as well. <laughs> this is interesting. That the now is where the magic is. And Radha Krishna are eternally living in the now. So that'll come to us by staying present in the now. Forget the past that sleeps, nor the future dream at all, but act in times that are with thee and progress ye shall call. Bhaktivinotako. So many claiming to be Krishna this, Radha that, Mahaprabhu this, Nityananda that. They're, they're, they're not being personal, even in the relationships with each other. Many bhakti yogis, so-called aspiring bhakti yogis, have sort of omitted or bypassed the very fundamental of be present. How are you, Christina? You know, how like personalism. And then from there, the supreme person that will come later. Mm. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Yeah, many things. Um, I was attracted to the books when they said it was about yoga. So it is true, you know, bhakti, we are, we are following a yoga system. Actually, uh, the predecessor acharyas were very um, wanting to bring us into much consciousness about these things, because uh, it is true that uh, in the name of bhakti, many are um, living in an imagination of what is bhakti, but necessary to be present where you are. What's relevant in the great journey is what's happening right now, right here. Um, no doubt reference is there, but, but the work is here, where you are. Where's your love, you know? Are you present? Are you... So first be conscious of Krishna consciousness. First be conscious. Um, bhakti is feeling. Bhakti is service. Um, bhakti is what's happening where we are presently. The path of bhakti. The path of love. Yesha Devi Para Bhakti Ta Devi Tatagaru Taishati Katahiata Prakashanti Mahatmanaha. Unto those great souls who have implicit faith in Sri Guru, first Sri Guru, you see, first the Sangha, then later Goranga, all the imports will naturally come. The revelation will just come of its own accord automatically. More downloads, more revelation will come. But first faith in, in what's in front of us. Mm. First, awareness, consciousness. Hare Krishna. It's like, well, there are so many paths, so many um, perceptions, um, 
revelations in regard to divinity, God consciousness, uh, truth, enlightenment, spiritual path, um, so many perceptions of, of the same aspiration, the soul wanting love, light, divinity. So where are we to go? Who, who are we to see? Who should, what, we should, what we should read? Uh, many, many perspectives or reflections can come up. And what I've, in my own reflection, something Srila Govindamaraj expressed that we are where we are because this is where we need to be. Our, our previous hankering tendency. So in other words, love, the all-absolute loving centre, divinity, Krishna, is placing us where we need to be at, a, at our present stage of evolution. So to trust that love, love, love is expert, love, is, love knows where we need to be for our evolution, our development. And so like a divine kaleidoscope or tapestry, we're being placed at this time in this forum for our development, uh, in this association. And we, we have to take it that everything is moving by the will of love, divinity, God, Krishna. And so our, our present blessings are coming in this form because this forum is the reflection sharing attempt to serve this, that ideal, that ideal, that, to fulfill that hankering within us. So we have to take it that, yeah, or, or try to reflect that this is where we all need to be at present, including myself. So my, my meeting with you all is also, I, I take it as, as part of the unfolding installments. We were talking with Christina about installments. This must also be part of that installment. Meeting you, Christina, Christina must be part of my development <laughs> and depth and movement in that great aspiration, no doubt, you see? So it's all <laughs> divine arrangement, <laughs> all going on by love, the all-loving absolute centre being placed here for this with everybody. Angela, Chintamani, Leslie, Alex, Chelsea, Sudarshan, Arti, Mahalakshmi, Alicia, Stephanie, so I, I try to always yes. <laughs> first seek to understand, then seek to be understood. What are we reading from others? See, if we perceive all others as units of love, like let, let's like like just even come into that reflection, you know, come into that sort of everyone is a unit of beauty, a unit of truth, all beings. So first seek to understand, understand what are we dealing with here? Like, you know, Fluffy the dog and Bunny the rabbit, our brothers, sisters. You see, then, then we're sort of establishing relationship from a very fundamental, very happily and healthy divine foundation, viewing all others as units of truth, beauty, love. So how would we commune? with the sons and daughters of the Lord? What would be our approach and our feeling towards? So this, this is a good foundation by which to approach. <laughs> Probably starting with a hug, if possible. <laughs> you know, like, this is why, like, yes, yeah, spread the love. <laughs> love. So all others are units of love. If we approach with some love and respect, 
what will we see reflected back in them mostly? So the inspired side, see the inspired rather than the relative vision. And this is, we're told, this is uh, essentially the fundamentals in bhakti, to see the environment as all favorable, all divine, mystical. Approach the environment, leaving aside our bias and prejudice and just love. Everything is moving by the will of love, Krishna. All other beings are units, parts and parcels. I'm sorry, I have a question about what you, uh, some of what you were saying, uh, like, you know, understand to be understood and, and the reflection of what we, what we see reflected back to us. My, my question is in regards to the, ex the exchange of energy via whatever dimension we're in or via our aura when we are with someone or like in this forum. My question is, is that a, a, a one way out? Is this a simultaneous give and take? Or how does the energy go out and come back in, in the exchange? So this is, yeah, this is another very deep, interesting reflection, question, comment. You see, in general, if, if the first party is not, if, if one is not conscious of the first party, the first party being divine love, it's true that we may have an exchange of energy within a, within a limited field with another. A limited field means, you know, even though the, the divine energy and field is present, if the consciousness is not aligning to that first and foremost, the, the energy exchange may possibly be karmic. Whereas when, when the, the, the transmission and reflection between the quantum or the, the living entity that is open to the first party, love, source, and the discussion and motive is connection to divine love, source, those transmissions, reflections, are now moving into the unlimited quantum or possibility because all parties involved are open to the conception of love, divine love, source love, Krishna, Radha Krishna. This is why, you know, satsang, coming together around love, truth. So the energy field, the, the, the transmission, the reflections will be infused because the, the members in that party or group or the, the transmissions, every party is open to that prospect descending downloading so that in order to quantify that question depending on consciousness Srila Govindamaraj would often say depending on consciousness what type of transmission or exchange mm. so the exchanges that you'll feel generally within the field of bhakti which is the field of love the field of awareness of divinity service to the all-loving absolute center <clears throat> will have a a dynamic, a, a, a movement that's, that connects with that first party, the dharma, the current, what we call the current. So even though that is potential with every being, it depends on how they're perceiving the, the transmission or the, the communication. So if you're perceiving it as the will of the higher, an opportunity to connect with the divinity within them, 
yourself and the environment, yeah, that, that will, that of course will open that portal, that dynamic to the unlimited. But the limited perspective or transmission is when we omit, we avoid the potential of connecting everything with centre. Then so provincial transmission and the universal wave transmission perception. Hmm. So in another words, if I hear you correctly, as long as we have a consciousness of love within any interaction, whether it's being reflected to us or not, just by staying put in that mm. level, yes. things will flow. We, we are where we need to be. Yes. Uh, you may have to hold the flag of love um, or that you may have to hold the candle burning <laughs> even in the presence of the opposition. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, Thank uh, you. Yeah. Because the, 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 uh, the, the feeling of a candle came, a candle in the wind. You have to see so you're holding your, your perception of I'm a part and parcel of love, divinity, Radha Krishna. And then that is what the other is. But if they're not conscious of that or reflecting or they haven't awakened to that download, um, you'll hold that consciousness. So the point, everything depending upon consciousness. But if your consciousness is perceiving that, you'll hold that, you'll establish that stance, which is a divine stance. It's true. You'll, you'll come from the, the deeper, the substantial stance. As revealed, because the rishis, masters, yogis, divine masters have expressed that, that these, these perceptions are truth and they will become a living truth. So they're truth, but then they'll become living as we remain open for further education, divine education or download, download, installment of deep, deeper, deepest in regard to love, enlightenment. So enlightenment, to be enlightened, is, is more revelation of love comes. So from impersonal, so first effulgence, so golden rays, golden mountain, golden couple, truth by installments. So, so love will reveal more, more, more in regard to who you are and who, who the, is the divine, the all absolute loving center and all other beings. Everything will be perceived through that, that installment, that coloration, divine coloration. Sambandhagyan. <laughs> Sambandhagyana. Mm. Same, same truths expressed in varieties of ways, actually. <laughs> it's like, but it's, it's true that we're being instigated to create new language. It's true. Love, love can express it way. Love can express itself unlimitedly in any time, place, or circumstance. It's true. <laughs> I have a funny question. It's a funny question. It's like I just, um, I was just standing here and thinking, why is Krishna blue? Well, the sky is blue. The sky is unlimited. Okay. Uh, bluish black. Actually, numbers of colors, the, the different incarnations, varieties of colors, transcendental. Um, the color is transcendental, bluish black. Lord Chaitanya is golden. 
so the same supreme being in a golden form, bluish blackish form. Um, as Ramachandra, he's greenish, greenish color, like the Hulk. Mm. Everyone knows the Hulk. <laughs> you know the big green guy. So, yeah, no doubt the 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 the, the true the, the the color that exists here exists there in its in its pure transcendental form. So even color has its um, mystical deep. Origins, the color origins. The Krishna incarnates in different, uh, as different avatars also, and in different colors. In in the divine and love, the impossible becomes possible. Everything is possible in love. Mm. Unlimited, yeah. No, no. Um, so kunta, by kunta, prakrita, aprakrita, adokshaja. You know, I, I'm not familiar with any of those names, but you do have some sort of name for it. everything that that is expressed, which is great. I love it. Um, but it just shows, you know, my 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 I guess my ignorance of that part of the knowledge. No, no, because it's feeling the essential Many languages try to express the sim same similar points. Language is a way by which the feeling is placed into an expression through sound. But yeah, all these things exist. We're, we're told that it exists. And we're, we're also, it's been expressed by the great teachers that they've glimpsed something of these feelings, the feelings of unlimited, happy, loving, divinity, mystical, some mystical feeling. You know, so much so that Srila Gavindamara said when we were children, we glimpsed. So enlightenment, awareness, love, connection, service to the all-absolute center is intrinsic, inherent. It's the, the natural state, the natural order of units of consciousness, we, any entity, is the aspiration for connection, connection with that divine wave universal way flow so that the internal hankering you know satchit anandam that the anandam that the the, the 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 soul by nature is constantly in search of divine love so those who are open and move with their natural intrinsic nature will inevitably it will be revealed to them through other conduits in the vedic wisdom that fulfillment yayatma supersidity the inner fulfillment so what, what um, you're seeking does exist, what you're searching for does exist. And that's, you know, like George Harrison saying, everyone is searching for Krishna, for love, the all-absolute center. Some don't realize they are, but Radhakrishna is the source of all that is, was, or ever will be. God. The supreme occupation for all humanity is that by which they can attain loving devotional service unto the transcendent Lord. Such service should be un, unmotivated and uninterrupted in order to completely satisfy the self. So the self is constantly hankering for, the, um, for that all-loving transcendental conception. So when, when the soul is in the state of eternity, 
is fully conscious and is experiencing continual anandam, divine pleasure, then it's, it's fully blossomed. It's acting in its most natural state. So the conditioned soul is when we're, we're contracted within the wrong perception of, of what's going on. So the Veda is coming to adjust our perception to what's really going on. So it's like there's what's going on and then there's what's really going on. So Maha Mantra, Vedanta, Satsang, all of these um, limbs, all of these types of services and connection with services and connection with the current, the wisdom, the revelation is to take us from what's going on to what's really going on. Interesting, real, really going on means the real perspective, the divine perspective. Mm. So there's what's going on in the false construct, the maya, that which is not, and then there's reality, the beautiful. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. The divine vortex. <laughs> the transcendental hurricane is pulling us into the eye of the storm, the transcendental storm. The dark bluish clouds are circling above us that we're being pulled in. I wanted to, I wanted to reflect, if you can reflect, because you've taken the life of a renunciate. So what I was going to ask for those of us who might be heading in this direction, and this isn't the question, I'm just paraphrasing it in my own words. So it's like, for example, there are some of us out there who are, who have experienced relationships, who have gone through life, who have, have yet to be met by the masculine, you know, or like have the equal partnership reflection. What kind of advice or what kind of reflections would you have for someone who has been you know, trying to find an intimate relationship or trying to, you know, but hearts get broken time and time again and mm. how to manage of, is there hope for, you know, this kind of situation, like how Definitely. to ease the, the broken heart? Definitely. If, if you're going to entertain any relationship, the, the objective or the, the hankering for a relationship is very natural, of course, to love and be loved. So the relationship potentially in whatever form it takes, because relationships, intimate, platonic, it's, it's all with the pursuit and the feeling to love and be loved. <laughs> so the nature of bhakti is love, divine love, uh, love without limit, the unlimited love. Sometimes in our relationships, we see limited love or trading business type love, which it appears people make claim eternal love and I'll honor you for my life. But when we come into the spiritual quantum, the, the essential quantum of what's really going on, the real love, then it will deepen. Actually, it will, it will be when people say true love, true love is love that's related to reality, to truth, <laughs> true love. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, we, we, shouldn't, um, we shouldn't give up. We should think that where we need to be, each one of us, Krishna will place us where we need to be. This is the thing. No doubt we, from our perspective, we may make some calculation, the path of the brahmachari, the path of the householder, the path of the vanaprast, the retired, then the path of the renunciant. But relationship will be 
a common theme through all of these ashrams, actually. Relationship is there everywhere. It's just depending on the uh, responsibility within that relationship. But all relationships, this is something that even the word relationship, interrelationship <laughs> that will take you um, in unlimited relations, communication, on a ship that is heading toward divine love. A ship that will increase the love, <laughs> increase the expansion, increase the harmony, increase the sweetness, the nurture. So the path of bhakti, the field of bhakti, wants to instigate and awaken all that's possible, all that we dreamed of in relationship, all those potentials. Don't we, we Never give up on your dream of love and relationship. It's all about relationship. But relating how? And where's the ship going? <laughs> Is it going into a provincial limited field of, of um, attainment? No. We want it moving into the unlimited, into deep, deeper, deepest. Some of our greatest masters were um, not in the ascetic line. They were uh, married with babies and many, many inter interpersonal relationships with divine beings that were in male body, female body. Yeah, relationship is everything, actually. Always there'll be relationship. Even the sannyasis that appear, the, the sannyasi, those who enter the ascetic order in the bhakti yoga line, their relationships increase, they don't decrease. <laughs> those relationships um, actually in many ways go very deep. Like Gurudev would say, heart-to-heart -heart transmission, soul-to-soul -soul transmission. This is why bhakti is not uh, an omission of relationship. Bhakti is the deepening of relationship. <laughs> gold to gold. So no, you know, for, for those wanting relationship, then search out uh, the beings that are open to the great potential. Search them out, yeah. Like uh, sign up and invest in those type of relationships. See, if, if you're... If you're willing to, if, if your desire is to, I want that type of relationship, Krishna will arrange. The higher will arrange. It's true. Definitely don't settle for relationships that are um, going to limit your potential. We want the unlimited. We want everything on the up and up. And not only for the soul state in relationship, but the holistic. Like, hence, you know, communion... <laughs> Connection and communion with divine love, the all-loving absolute center, the communication of that, and then to create community. So not only, perhaps if you're a householder, you have one person that you specifically align to, you have babies with. So that evolution there, I mean, evolution with friends and evolution with the community, and everyone on the up and up, rising together, like the phoenix out of the ashes, <laughs> from limited perception to the unlimited. No doubt, you know, we see even in the path of bhakti, those who enter the, the sannyas ashram, but clearly it, it's, their, their progress is being delayed in, their, in that particular vehicle. We were discussing, we won't mention this particular practitioner's name, but we have an, a friend from America that entered sannyas life, I think, Without mentioning his name, Chintamani, what, what age was um, our friend? When did he enter Sanyas? Maybe 23, 24? Early 20s. Early, early 20s. 20, early mm. to mid 20s. 
So he's been in that vehicle probably coming up 10 years. But it is true that my, my feeling now is that although his aspiration to journey in that particular field for his development in bhakti, for him specifically, it may not be the best vehicle. It's true. Swami Maharaj Prabhupada was aware of all of this. So any movement in bhakti in whatever vehicle, it's, it's not a question of the vehicle. It's just what suits you in your nature and development and stage by which you can continue deepening and moving. But anyway, for him specifically, without mentioning his name, he may come out of that vehicle, but we pray that he continues in his ascension or movement in bhakti and divine love. This, this particular reflection of, you, of yours, Chintamani, can bring lots of discussion, actually, because this is very applicable to every bhakti yogi, <laughs> including even your own relationship that you're in the middle of. You're pursuing this, Jaide, wanting. So the best version of you should be emerging in the relationship, in Jaide, in you. And so it's relevant for all of us. Like even my relationship with you all, you want the best version of me, I want the best version of you. And the deepening in the relationship. But we know that all will come into, it will all come into um, the best version through connection with divine love. That's true. Because we're part and parcels of the love by serving the bhakti shakti. <laughs> then... The, 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 the limited, the cold gets removed and then it's just heart-to-heart -heart conception. Then, that, then we really go into relationship, relating on, on, a, on the conception of love. And then the ship is heading toward Kaloka, transcendence. So definitely we should pursue this and, and be discerning, definitely. Be discerning, you know. We want relationships that will instigate and promote this Relationships that want to hold us and check us in the three-dimensional, in the provincial, mm, those relationships, at some point we may have to let go of if, if the other party wants to check the, the progress in whatever level, whether it's our government, whether it's the neighbours, you know. But we, we must keep pursuing the great ideal of the unlimited potential, divine love, dynamic progressive relationship and transcendence with, with, with the all-loving absolute center and with each other. Mm. So we're in pursuance of our divine relationship with each other, not just provincial. Mm. Yeah, basically we have, uh, you know, in our community, we have a large, like we have a wonderful variety of, of people, you know, and we're just really lucky that we have such a diverse offer, like people in all these different parts of the world. And so, yeah, we have a, we have a, a compadre, a sister, and I love her very much. And anyway, I just want to, I'm, I'm for myself, how to express how, when someone, you know, because I, I felt all these broken heart things before, and I am just always drawn more and more to bhakti yoga. So, because that's what's been my process. So, I just wanted to hear from Maharaj from his perspective when a, some, a member of our community is approached with a broken heart. See, I love Jaidev, and I've had wonderful partners and stuff, but that those relationships to me are they're, they're primary in the sense he's my primary person, and I can somehow or other like tolerate, you know, it's always hard to like 
fully connect with another person or whatever because we have our conditioning and our scars. So my primary relationship is always like I really resonate with the Krishna conception. I really resonate with the Lord Chaitanya conception. I feel like I, you know, through my own process, am connecting through the heart with my higher power, my understanding, and then that relationship sends me who I need or what I need to learn or so how to reference when someone's in that hurt, like how, when I've been in that hurt, how I just come back to Krishna, that I take my sadhana more seriously. I dive into the books. When I, my heart was really broken, I went on pilgrimage and absorbed in the holy places. That's how I met Guru Maharaj here, you know, like mm, mm, I, mm, sure. you know, that, that's been my, so that's for me. So it's just more of referencing my own particular, how can I show up as loving support without coming off as preachy? Mm. because it's so worked for me like believe me my heart has been shattered and for Maharaj he knows my story a lot of people who know my story and for him you know for his path he took you know the sannyas route or whatever like mm. it's mm. like here he is and he's a sannyasi and that's awesome so it's also like kind of beginning the question about like what if a lady you know like at what point if you really don't believe in relationships anymore if you're a person who doesn't like, how does the sannyas ashram, like, how does that, how can a female be an embodied single person if they want to be, but a lot of them don't. And that's why Vedas say women mm. should always, you know, they, they say some really intense kind of sexist stuff that a modern woman would speak, be like, that is so sexist. Like when she's young, she needs to be protected by her father. When she's in her middle, you know, when she's, and then she gets protected by her husband. And then in her elder year, she's protected by her sons. So be, those of us have been divorced and we've had, mm. we haven't been able to find our, like, where is my protection? Yeah. But see, so, it is true that that statement is still relative because it's, it's love. It's Krishna. It's Radha Krishna. It's the higher that is protecting, nurturing. Um, and there can be numbers of conduits. It may not be the, the husband that, that is there to support. It may be the sister. It depends. It's see, these are general Vedic overviews, but still relative um, see, ultimately, we have to trust that the higher divinity knows at any given time what we require for our support and our movement. So what we've seen is multiple relationships directly and indirectly can be supportive and help. Sometimes, like we, I expressed with someone recently that sometimes through a very contracted relationship, we know now deeply what we don't want. <laughs> so even <laughs> to have a contracted or bad relationship can be a blessing in disguise. I'll never do that again. I, I, I am a soul much wiser. I know now not to entertain a relationship with these specific symptoms. So no doubt we have love and compassion for all beings everyone at a different stage, but we, we are wanting to attract dynamic, progressive, conscious relationships. Mm. Relationships where both parties are open to the unlimited, open to the prospect of. Now, this is very interesting because if we're students of love, students are open to learning. So in a dynamic of a relationship, both parties are open to that learning and they're connecting with the divine current of the all absolute loving center, they'll both be filled up. They'll both be shown the way to higher harmony. But if, if, if one party blocks off and, you know, I'm the master and I know, and they go into false construct, ego base, false ego base, then this becomes a difficulty. So selecting and deepening in relationship requires to see 
that that potential of the student mode and it's something that i often reference and i'm always in meditation in my own attempt as a as a sadhaka practitioner i'm forever a student so in the relationships i'm having with you all i'm very conscious like i am a student what will chintamani teach me what will christina teach me what will i hear from arti today or angela or chelsea alex sudishan matura stephanie alicia so this is this is what we're told will invoke more and more um revelation and help and nurture the the, the difficulty i see is when we enter relationships we we stop being in student mode and then we block ourselves off from evolution but but it is true that the the source the revelation what will come to us this is why connection to the liberated soul the self realized souls if they are the guiding principle of all other relationships this is the goal this is where like chintamani you expressed you know bhakti and mahaprabhu and hari krishna you know this has been my guiding principle so the the divine representatives shila govindamara shila prabhupad shila shridamara when when all our relationships are guided by divine love and the experts of tran- transcendentalism their guidance and and movement and revelation can bring all of us in whatever relationships dynamics we're in into the unlimited potential the world generally it is true the world generally has only shown us the limited this is why we we are heartbroken we're because we're dealing with others who have limited themselves within particular systems isms schisms concepts of limited so the great veda the 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 the, the higher wisdom the great rishi sages masters are aspiring to bring those who are in student consciousness into the unlimited into the unlimited potentials in every field the unlimited in communication the the unlimited in eating the unlimited in relationship with each other meaning transcendental transcendental eating transcendental speaking transcendental relationship transcendental communication transcendental projects so we want transcendental why limited what why three dimensional when we can go four fifth six seventh uh, bhakti is 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 um this when we say 3d 4d 5 we go to unlimited dimension <laughs> it's not the numbers keep increasing so third fourth fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth tenth limit 12 30 because the, the expanding you know wave of nirguna unlimited dimension so discernment the the heart will show us eventually we'll we won't settle for the provincial eventually we'll come into understanding and feeling i want always the unlimited so my pursuit will be that that is true you you'll cross many depending if 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 the if if you're moving in a sangha or in relationship that wants the unlimited and you're in pursuit of that those relationships will continue the difficulty is when we come into some level of contraction or maybe parties start off with that potential but then if someone starts throwing wet blankets ah oh, well really you trying to hold me down no <laughs> whether it be institution relationship some government conception no no we we so we it, it is true that each of us have have smelt 
glimpsed, felt something of the unlimited. So we're now in pursuance. So we're praying that each of us let go and let God, let God, let, let the unlimited descend and into, into deep, deeper, deepest. So glorious, more glorious, highly glorious, supremely glorious, absolutely glorious. I think, I think we've all caught that, uh, we've caught the transcendental bug. The transcendental desire has been awakened within us to various degrees. So yeah, don't settle for second best. Go for gold, folks. Keep searching for the heart of gold. The, the, the way of the great teachers is, is showing us what that potential looks like, what that path looks like. They'll reveal that. So we're, we're open for that potential. Mm. The unlimited. The nirguna. Nirguna relationship. Saguna is limited and will, will check us, block us. Hare Krishna. It's like um, if I said to Chintamani, right, from today, no more. No more prasadam, no more bhakti, no more Srila Prabhupada, Srila Sridhamara, Srila Givinamaraj. Um, I, want to, I, I want to be in relationship with you, but we can't do this anymore, this bhakti thing. <laughs> we, I want to be your special friend, but no more of this business. This is what we definitely don't want. <laughs> I know you would never do that, Maharaj. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we want friendships, uh, relationships. That the, we want the expense, the unlimited. Yeah. In the dynamic, in, in the sharing, the sharing and the caring and the unlimited, not sharing and caring with limited lockover. We don't want capping on any level. Mm. Even holistically, we want healthy lives. We want good, good everything. Good and God must go together. We want the good. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Uh, my, uh, my supplement, supplementary question, comment, musing for you before. And please, when you have to go, Maharaj, please let us know. And, and uh, no problem. Thank you so much for being open for satsang. But my, my last question was, sometimes... In this relationship context, we don't know who's good for us or what's good for us. Like we have these goggles of like samskar. I call them the samskar goggles, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're just like, we're conditioned to want a certain type of, or whatever, just like a karmic thing, or there's another thing that is not on the Nirguna platform. Yeah. So what would you say while we're in the Saguna stage, in the conditioned stage, how could we approach who to invest our time? Let's say, I mean, I have a partner now, but like, let's say if I was interested, like what would be the advice you could give if I believe I deserve a loving partnership, that I deserve someone who can meet me and I believe in that, but I've never had that. What kind of like reflections would you have on that? Yeah, well, this is, this is, a, this is the question. This is the question. Because this, this question relates to all of us, actually, because... We want the best possible optimum transaction, but transaction not in the sense of business, but loving transaction, loving transmission with each other. We want maximum. That's because the soul is such an It's searching for that. So it is good to reference. It, it is good. This is why um, by expression, by question, and by movement, the other party gives themselves away. 
so it, when pursuing or deepening in a relationship, it's natural to study or there should be some investigative feeling. Is the other party, are they going to meet me in my aspiration? Is, is the group going to meet me? Is where I am going to meet me in my pursuance of truth, beauty, potential? So, yeah, no doubt the, 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 the coloured goggles of sanskar can have us pursuing what we think is best for us, but it may be from a, a limited provincial perspective. So ultimately, yeah, to the degree that we've, we're awakening or developing in transcendental feeling or we've been exposed to the unlimited, we should detect something of the desire for the unlimited in the other party. It's very necessary because there has to be a compatibility. We should all be on a similar page. So in the Srimad Bhagavatam, the, the general, and Srila Govindamaraj once spoke of this, that the potential for progressive relationship, especially, you know, no doubt friendship, platonic, but intimate relationship, there should be the mental compatibility, that the nature of communication, the reflections, um, the ability to, to have some level of harmony within the mental quantum You'll see that, you know, do I get on with this person? Do I not? But see, general movement in sattva will create that harmony. It's true. Um, then there should be compatibility in the pursuance of divinity. Like if you are on the path of transcendence or desiring that, and then the other party is an atheist and doesn't care and is scoffing and ridicule and minimizing, I, I think it would be safe to say that relationship probably doesn't have a future. So the Bhagavatam also expressed, so the, the spiritual or fundamental faith-based ideal, ideal or transcendence should be similar for a relationship to deepen. And then, of course, in the, as spiritual beings in the human play, there, there must be some level of attraction within the physical. So those three factors. But Gurudev said of those three, the transcendental aspiration must be foundationally, that must be, that must take the highest priority because someone may be physically or sensually you'd be attracted to them in pursuance, say, within the Grihastha ashram, and mentally you may have some compatibility, but if the spiritual ideals are um, not being activated or pursued or it's not a living, dynamic life, it's just philosophy in the chair, that will create chaos at some point, which we've, we've seen. We've seen in even our own journeys, of course. So three things the Bhagavatam expresses, but the most important of those three is the transcendental ideal. Mm. Hare Krishna. <laughs> yes, this, this subject of relationship is, is um, always relevant, always relevant, and the navigation always very important because it is true that um, who, we, who we are moving with, this is um, very much, will, will these relationships or relationship that I'm in, will it accelerate and assist my evolution or will it be, no doubt all relationships will teach us many things. Many things can be reflected, but we don't want relationships always to just be, ah, oh, this is, through this relationship, now I know what I don't want. We should be pursuing relationships that are reflecting, oh, this is what I definitely want, and I'm nurtured, nourished. But again, relating to each other on a ship 
where is that ship taking us? So toward the higher, toward our potential, toward divinity, the all absolute loving center, then that's a great blessing. And no doubt through our sincerity, our hankering, the higher knows what we need for our progress. So it's true that um, we will be blessed in having the company of others. And so Sadhu Sangha is that opportunity, it's true. And, you know, no doubt amongst the many students in Srila Prabhupada's movement, they were able to find like-minded children of the same soil by which they could journey and evolve together. And, you know, many, many times Srila Prabhupada would have his students marry each other and, and commit and develop. But he, he wanted maturity and deepening in the relationships. Because, you know, as we pray together, we stay together. <laughs> as we love together, the love increases. As we, so, but holistically, the, 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 the maturing, what we perceive to be progressive relationship, there's no limit. So glorious, more glorious, you know, tuning, fine-tuning, fine, fine-tuning. But it is, it is necessary that all parties involved in all relationships are open to be adjusted to, to that progression. Always you'll see that the, the conception of forever remaining as a student is the healthy position. Love is unlimited, so Krishna consciousness wants to bring us into higher and higher stages in whatever vehicle, you know. Like the guru is having relationship with so many students, that should be deepening and progressing. Householders are having the relationship with their children, their partners, their husbands, wives, that should be deepening and becoming more holistically progressive. So Vedanta wants to see that and will give us the, um, the empowerment, the instrument, the intelligence on how to attain that, but just necessary to be always open, like the clay on the, on the potter's wheel, be open to the molding, always. Krishna will help us. Krishna is helping us <laughs> through these relationships. They're, they're unfolding. What will be, will be. Hey, sarah, sarah. What's, what's, what's necessary for us in our evolution that will unfold? Krishna's kind. He's, he knows us more than we know ourselves. Because <laughs> love, you know. But we'll come to know ourselves through Krishna consciousness, through love. Through divine love, the units of love will come to know their potential. So love, love will... Krishna will drive the bus. Radha Krishna. Radha Krishna will drive the bus. Love will drive the bus. Trust. Trust. Everything is as it should be. Even the, 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 the contracted or the difficult times in our lives are ultimately blessings in disguise. At least now we, we're learning to navigate in a way that is favorable for bhakti. It is true. Maharaj. Mm. When you were, when Chintamani was asking you that question about what would be favorable for a, a relationship, but then you gave um, a few points, but then what if you're already in one and they don't really meet up with those points? Yeah, well, this is, of like, course. There's certain aspects of it, but it's not, yeah. or at yeah. least I feel like there's not um, 100% dedication or something to something like that, like their devotion, even though 
they mm-hmm. say they do and they say it's through certain music or this or that but it's not like we don't talk about it we don't talk about our spiritual life really i've invited mm-hmm. him to be a part of my spiritual life as an aspect to know me and hasn't yeah. really like yeah, i uh you know because he was you know as a as a a, a a great bhakti yoga master um was had thousands of students western students who were all in different stages of relationships he he always aspired to see everyone um pursue the ideal and in, in their relationships because the majority of practitioners are in household life so sometimes these questions would come and he would go okay so wait and see wait and see but he wanted to see the ladies and the men in their different relationships progress and you know ultimately in in your specific circumstances you will be the best reader and observer of see all things come out in the wash or all things come in time so through the wait and see policy your own heart will come to the conclusion you know the investment the pursuance, the the prospect. See, we're all prospectors. So what we're investing in, because you are awakening and you are in a mood of a student in the, in the great mystical path of bhakti, love, the pursuance of divinity, enlightenment, truth, no doubt you want to walk and journey with those who are of similar ilk. So time will tell all of that. And so Krishna will give the intelligence. You, you'll, you'll get revelation download as to the potential in that particular in the particular dynamic that you're in actually we've crossed many relationships we've, we've accepted many relationships and we've um, eliminated many relationships eliminated doesn't mean that we we hate those previous relationships but we've moved on we've been embracing and releasing relationships over eons of time actually and we we keep pursuing newer relationships where that potential of the unlimited is possible. So if, if, we, if in this life we're now attracting and open to the unlimited, the transcendental, no doubt we're going to want to attract those dynamics in the relationships we're pursuing. So Srila Gurudev would often argue, just wait and see, wait and see. But it is true, you know, even being the, the Vedic, the orthodoxy of sort of once committed, try to stay in that relationship, on one level, he, he encouraged that. But where a relationship may distract you, that's why wait and see. If it's distracting and holding you from your potential, in some cases, these Vedic masters who were very orthodox, according to Vedic culture, they would also, in some, time, in some ways, also express, move on, dismiss, keep pursuing. Um, but every case, you'll, you'll, you'll have to be your own you'll be your own witness by waiting and seeing to see the, um, that there's, there's good prospect for movement. See, once your heart awakens, you want that, that development. You want pursuance of that. But, you know, no doubt everyone's case is different if there are children involved and many things. I, I've known some cases of, of one party is, you know, vegetarian, vegan, on the path, chanting, initiated, meditating, and pursuance of bhakti and the other party even the opposite eating meat smoking drinking but 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 playing the role of mother father and there's some level of harmony and there, there isn't a 
contraction, like both parties can pursue their, their different um, ideals, but somehow or other, yeah, yeah, those dynamics, that though in that particular case, they were able to harmonize the differences, but every case will be different. Hare Krishna. So, yeah, time, time tells all things. It, it is natural that once there is a, you know, once, once there is a, um, once there is a, an activation of the desire for the higher and pursuance or service to the higher, the nature um, in Saranagati, accept the favorable, accept, reject that which is unfavorable, accept that which is favorable. So that application of Saranagati or surrender to the higher will be different according to time, place, circumstance with everyone's specific case. So yeah, wait and see. So be attached and, and hope for the ideal, and then time will tell. But then also be detached, because uh, if, if, if in order to keep progressing, you have to detach, then so be it. That's a fact. Uh, many stories in the Veda where you have to move on, even Katbanga Maharaj, he left the demigods in pursuance of the higher. I left the Roman Catholic Church to pursue bhakti. I left spiritual bhakti yoga missions whole institutions in order to pursue the absolute truth. If they no longer serve, if they hold me to provincialism, let go, let go. Continue, continue. Love reigns supreme. We are followers of truth and love. Anything that blocks or wants to slow down that development, ultimately our own conscience will push us, will instigate us to move on. So time will tell. Wait and see. Hare Krishna. I have a question. Uh, how would you define weight? For me, weight is is passive and tamasic and inactive. And is there is there like a, a spiritual weight? Because it makes sense what you said. But then I feel that weight is what holds back. It has even aspects of wastefulness in it. Mm. Like it's so passive. I feel like ooh, it's a the, it's almost like a potential of waste in it. So if, if weight is in, is, is in action, so weight can be of three natures, waiting in tamagun, waiting in rajagun, but waiting in sattva, which is this perspective, is to reflect, reflect first before acting. Reflect all the possible, uh, because with any movement or action, there will be ramification. So this is more a sattvic perspective. But if you're waiting... And staying in the old cycle, knowing that this is not serving and this is um, like if you're stuck in the mud, but you know that you have to move to the plank of wood that's been extended to you to come out from that mud, that type of waiting will be of a tamasic overview. So the, the waiting we're sort of reflecting here is more reflection in the sattvic perspective of just wait, look at all the possible scenarios. Is the other party perhaps in the potential to reform or move in similar ilk and direction as you in order to pursue the, the great prospect? So always in context, but it is true. The wait and see in some cases, maybe if it's, if it's clear that you should have moved out of that environment or situation months ago or years ago, yes, that type of waiting will reflect your point, definitely. Yeah, thank you. That's really good. Just like the sattvic waiting versus yeah, tamasic. Yeah. 
Makes perfect yeah. sense. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, no, no, always, always a pleasure. Deep thing, relationship is, is, is everything in bhakti, actually. Relationship with guru, relationship with the higher, relationship with each other, personalism, accept the favorable, and many, yeah, very deep, deep saranagati. <laughs> Surrendered to what and who. <laughs> so, Hare Krishna. So that's good, 11, 12, 1, yeah, two and a half hours. But um, always a pleasure, you know, and thank you so much for um, engaging me and holding me in some reflections of the great divine masters, the teachings. Yeah, we're all, all in this together. <laughs> All right, loving souls, uh, affection always, and big hugs, lots of love, and have a beautiful devotional evening.